tuned in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. The Leap is brought to you by Glenn's Garden Market, a local grocery store, deli, and craft beer bar with stores in DuPont Circle at 20th and S Streets and Shaw at 8th and Florida. Good food from close by. Hi, welcome to The Leap, coming to you live from the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Gordon. I own a small business, Gordy's Pickle Jar, and one of my favorite things about being a small business owner is talking with and learning from other entrepreneurs. And every Wednesday, I get to have these conversations on air by bringing together small business owners from a wide range of disciplines to share stories, tips, and advice. You can listen to the show live every Wednesday at noon or anytime on fullserviceradio.org. On today's show, I'm super excited to chat with Lisa Ezekiel from Washington Green Grocer, the Mid-Atlantic's original farm-to-door delivery service, started in 1994. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. 1994. So you guys are almost, what, 24, 24 years yeah. old. Yeah, we're in our 24th year. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so before we talk about Green Grocer, I wanted to chat a little bit with you about the road that led you here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about life before Green Grocer? Yeah. So um, hi, everyone. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. Um, I was a chef in my former life, and I came here from California to D.C. to work um, and with Ritz-Carlton, and I was opening hotels with them, and then I was their private dining chef, and um, just cooking and doing, you know, my passion. And then I got um, a job with the Red Sage, which was Mark Miller's restaurant in D.C., a beautiful space built out with artists, like, making every bit of it. It was amazing, and I was uh, really, really happy to work there and it kind of entrenched me into the dc food scene um and then uh, that closed and i was working at a couple different places and then i met zeke my husband and my business partner and he was running nightclubs he was partner with joe engler who is like the creative father of dc night scenes as far as i'm concerned and um, they had the Insect Club and Big Hunt and all these fun bars that were opening up. And um, I met him through some friends. And uh, we just started dating and, you know, loved, both loved food. And all of a sudden, we were like, hey, we went to a friend's place in New York and they had this random delivery service that we were like wait what what is this this is so cool they delivered like some produce and some grains and some funky stuff and I was like Ike what is this this is such a such a great thing and he's like yeah it's something I get every week and they just like show up and deliver stuff and and so we we came home and I was like hey we have to look into that that's what I want I'm from California there wasn't anything like that going on in the DC area um, we lived in DuPont it was you know I mean so, being from California you just had to be like yeah eating fresh produce all the time right I, I wanted to but there wasn't yeah here. well I mean yeah. when you were 
yeah yeah way back exactly when. Yeah. exactly so um and yeah way back when that's how I, I started I had this passion for cooking and a friend of mine and I worked for a caterer and then we were like hey we can do this ourselves because we're doing all the work and we started this really tiny little catering business we just we lived on um at the beach in California so we were like let's just do like yacht parties how's that sound <laughs> sounds good small and sometimes you get invited to go out on the boat and it was really fun so we did that and then I was like this is what I want to do I want to cook I want to entertain I want to you know make people happy and turn them on to good food and um so anyways flash forward coming to DC it was like where is all the fresh food 1994 you guys I think um I think that the fresh farm market started that same year um, and by the way, so did Amazon <laughs> selling books. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. So it's a good like perspective. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also no smartphones. Well, actually the very first smartphone came out in 1994. It was like the IBM Simon or something. It wasn't really a smartphone. It was like <laughs> pre-POM pilot. Simon. I don't, I don't even I don't Yeah, I know. I know you guys are way too young. <laughs> um, so so then you get back, you know, you're yeah, talking. Yeah, so we're all jazzed like, up, and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And Zeke's like, yeah, well, we'll just, like, clear out the, you know, we'll go to the night, one of the clubs, you know, after it closes at 3 in the morning. And that was like, okay, next next people up are the people that go get all the farmer stuff. And So th- how was it, what was it like taking that leap? Like, because, I mean. Uh, for me, it was, it was super exciting and. I was at a point where, you know, I was like, well, I could I could keep cooking and do this, too. So it wasn't just, like, dramatic, like, we're cutting everything yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess you were in between jobs, right? Yeah, I mean, I was still cooking, but I was, um, you know, less enthused about that, that lifestyle. So I was kind of like, when, that, when, I, when I saw that business model, and I was like, this is going to work. This is so fantastic. I'm going to make it work. And then... Um, yeah, so we would be like, you know, go to Kinko's, which Kinko's isn't even around anymore. Make a, I used to write a, I used to write a um, newsletter every week, and it was kind of like a little zine, and I'd like have like collage stuff and recipes and stuff about what was in the box, and we'd go like at one in the morning to Kinko's, we'd make copies, and then we'd go set up our stuff at one of the bars when it was closed down, and then pack everything, and and then get on the road. So, so you guys, I mean, since you guys were kind of like the first, I guess, in D.C., like in this category of farm to doorstep, I mean, right. how did you guys like figure out like what to do? Like how to, I mean, I guess, did you already from cooking have some of the like the supplier relationships, like in terms of like the farms or whatever? Did you just have to go out and figure this all out? So we did a lot of going out and figuring it all out, but totally instrumental and um key at the time so mark miller was the chef of um the red sage and he's from the west coast and then he he is his famous restaurant is coyote cafe that's how he kind of started with everything and um we at that time you know organic was kind of just a thing and but in dc but in california it was a huge thing so and on the west coast so um, he was really, really adamant about like finding like, what, what, there's no organic food here. What's going on? You know, he had the same response. Where's all the fresh produce? Yeah. Where are all the local farmers? I mean, did you guys find that like, once you started 
you know, were starting up on the East Coast, like, were you starting to hear then about kind of other people doing similar things on the West Coast? Uh, in terms yes. of like... Yeah, sort of like, you know, CSA models yeah. and stuff like that have been around for a really long right. time. But um, so Mark, uh, you know, did the research and he found Tuscora Organic Growers Co-op, TOG, awesome. that we all know and love around here now. And so... Um, I was like, hey, there is a co-op that takes a while to get there, but <laughs> we can get some great food from local growers. So uh, really, they were kind of instrumental in providing us, you know, locally grown organic produce at that time. And I mean, we still buy from them, have a great relationship with them today. So, Wow, amazing. Yeah. So then you just guys just kind of went out there and built up this customer yeah base and we and were kind of like hey friends you yeah. know we and started with about 25 of our friends and then you know we didn't we we didn't and we still don't really do much advertising it was all word, word of mouth and which was awesome because everybody knew exactly what they were getting you know they called us and said hey i want i'm on board yeah how can i get your stuff right i mean now you guys make it so easy it's like you have this beautiful website it's kind of very simple there's no i love that you guys kind of like get the box when you need it there's no kind of like you don't have to do it for a year or whatever right. just we try to keep it really yeah like, um but flexible. like back in the day how were people like ordering just like calling you on the phone uh, or whatever phone tree <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> press one if you'd like the small box yeah. really yeah wow. i mean there was no website right there's because yep. no really yeah tangible internet um no phones the smartphones like you can order from your phone so you had to call and 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 sign up and we we like how are people knowing exactly because now it's just like you have all these beautiful, I can't even right. imagine it back then because right now you have like all these beautiful displays of like the organic box, the local box, right. the, and you know, and you well, see all these beautiful Well, back then produce. we had, um, yeah, I guess it was just a combination of us being really in touch with our customers because we, you know, we really do still to this day relate to our customers as family and feel that we have like a really great personal, I mean, Zeke does all, Zeke and I, but mostly him, uh, we do all the customer service. Like every anytime you have something go wrong, it's us that's dealing with it. So, um, you know, everybody kind of knows us by name, and and when they share that, people are calling in and saying, "Hey, um, hi, is this Lisa? Um, I want to, you know, went oh, back then when they were calling, and then we got this little blurb in the Washington Post." And oh my gosh, we had we just like our phone tree went crazy. <laughs> we had this like spiral bound notebook, just filling them, filling it up with names, and and um, and then that from there on out, it was just like crazy word of mouth. And we actually at one point, oh my gosh, Sarah, if we can go back, had a waiting list. Really? We had like a three, at least three week waiting list. Like, oh, we'll get you as soon as we can. We just like can't can't serve everyone right now. And yeah, yeah. those were. I the mean, days. you guys were you guys were like figuring it out, and weren't you, you guys didn't have like the supplier relationship yet to like fill them, or you just didn't have like the staff, or you we just, just didn't have the yeah like the bandwidth. bandwidth. Yeah. yeah, which is something that you know I'm grateful for now because I mean the key really is staying scalable and not 
for us at least it was just not getting too big too soon right and just doing what we could and doing it really really well and serving our customers the best way that we could yeah and you guys have always done such a great job at that I remember I mean I think you might you, you know I think you might have been like invoice like one for us I think um, we yeah, were yeah. I remember being like oh my god local pickles yeah this is the best yeah um we that was great. Yeah, we just met you at the kitchen, and yeah. we were like, "Yeah, we were." Yeah. I do remember that. We were. Um, I, I remember what I was wearing, even. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. You guys had the greatest setup. It was very um, impressive. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we just—it was kind of nice to be. You know, I, I feel like I say this on every show, but it's, it's so nice to be kind of naive. We didn't really know what we were doing, and we just kind of like dove in. And I was like, you know, just like out on the streets and wherever like calling people up like hey lisa like it was great delicious pickles and it was wonderful working (laughs) that way like let's just see how this goes you know and that's still what we do with a lot of our you know a lot of our makers that are like trying stuff out will be like oh well let's see how it goes let's see how our customers respond and you know we'll bring it on and um yeah hey everybody out there if you have something cool that you're making that you think our customers might like let us know yeah holler at lisa um, so, I mean, you guys have been in business for some time, like we said, what, almost 24 years, <laughs> um, which is so amazing. I just wanted everyone to kind of big applaud oh, you. Thanks. Um, so most longer than most of these new companies that are, you know, emerging, um, whether it be, you know, other farm to doorstep companies, um, meal kit companies, um, uh, how is like the land shape, like the landscape changed in like your eyes? I mean, obviously it's gotten super busy (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, very crowded yeah um well i mean for over 24 years it's changed like immensely right right. and in the beginning you know we were just super psyched that people were paying more attention to organic food and organically grown farmer or farmers that grew organically um and put the you know added effort into that um you know and then I mean, organic was nothing back then. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like, banks are organic and dry cleaners are organic. And you're like, okay, jump the shark. <laughs> banks you know? are organic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like local. And, and then we were like, yes, local, awesome. So, I mean, we've just kind of like, and still this is like to the day, what our what our kind of mantra is, is just like, you know, slow and steady when yeah, the race. Just like keep true to what you've been doing. And that's really... I mean, we've had points in our in our business where it's like, are we going to explode and get huge and take on a bunch of capital and try to compete with the big guys? Or are we just going to keep doing what we've been doing and servicing our customers and, um, you know, keeping our business fun and really delighting our customers and trying to make ourselves stand out in that way? Just consistently saying, like, hey, we're so grateful that you're we're allowed to be a part of your life and like how can we make it even better yeah i well i at the same time of you guys being i feel like so anchored um i feel like you also have a way of seeing kind of like ahead of the curve you know when i see i mean i think lots of that is attributed to your like amazing creative spirit and your like social content and i feel like you're always putting out these things that are like you know like when i see you do like behind the scenes recipes and stuff like that of like you know sun gold stuff that you're using or whatever i'm like i want to get there (laughs) (laughs) yay yeah i mean it's something that i totally love so it's you know it's it's excellent you know creative outlet for me and 
honestly, that was like one of the parts that I loved the most about the old part of our business was making that zine every week and like connecting with people and um, talking to people that way. And we used to write also an email, but it wasn't as elaborate as it is now. Like our little zine was what it was all about. And then, and then it was like, as we grew, it got really expensive to print those and, you know, not environmentally terrific. So we went to the a newsletter format, like on an email newsletter. and great. Um, it's so great. It's good. It is good. We have a great girl, Sarah, that does most of that for us, and she's amazing. She does, like, the design work for it? She does all the design it. work, yeah. Yeah, she's she's amazing. I love Hi, Sarah. I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, we love you. Have you found that just, you know, I guess now in this, like, crowded space that you're in, like, have you found that kind of these outlets, like social media and stuff, have allowed you to stay, like, kind of stay ahead of the curve? And um, Yes, up to, like, the last few months when I, I love social media. I love the platform. I love Instagram. I love being able to share, you know, our story, our pictures, our food farmers makers um but that would be like one kind of caveat i'd say is like be be careful that you don't like rely on it too much for right, your advertising right, right it's changed a lot yeah recently right yeah with you mean changes in, in terms of like all the different yeah you know the like algorithms, algorithms and stuff yeah. and you're, yeah and it's frustrating because there's things that you like oh i want to like see that and then you see it three days later and you're like oh missed the boat on that one yeah i feel yeah. like they're getting a lot of feedback like that hopefully yeah hopefully it changes something changes yeah. yeah i just saw the other day or that I don't know. Is it Vero or something? Vero, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! So I is there up. like a you did? Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I heard that it's like there's just like too many users on it, and you can't even. No, you can. I oh, really? I heard that too, but I just I I, I went on. I was like, yeah, what, what's it gonna hurt? Yeah. And I got an account right away, and they had said that they were having like overload difficulty before, but it was easy. And like since I did, I thought it was like two days ago. I've had like five or six people like, you know request friendships or whatever it is on there it's a different platform kind of waiting to see how it all plays out but i love the idea of it not being like for anyone listening in we're actually talking about you know people are having a problem with instagram's algorithm so they've all kind of jumped on a new (laughs) a new app called vero that's um i don't know it went from like being at the bottom of apple stores like yeah, and the app, first, and then um, it's like now it's number one or something. Yeah, the first million. It's a, it's gonna be the way they're getting around like the whole algorithm thing is is they're gonna like charge a membership fee, so you can put whatever content you want on it. They just whatever, but um, the first one million people to sign up get free membership for life. So oh really? Go sign up, everyone. And then follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, and then get your box from Green Grocer. Exactly. <laughs> um, I take it that you got in before the one million? Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I, I don't even have to... know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did you, Sarah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you I didn't? Okay. Yet, right no. after uh, I need to look into it. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll be back much more with yes, social media. Yes. We're going to take a short break um, and we'll be back shortly.
Support for The Leap and full-service radio comes from Glen's Garden Market, a climate progress-motivated grocery store, deli, and craft beer bar with stores in DuPont Circle at 20th and S Streets and Shaw at 8th and Florida. With $4 local draft beers, fresh house-made salads and sandwiches, and the very best locally sourced groceries, making environmental progress has never been easier or more delicious. Glensgardenmarket.com for more information. We're back live from the Line Hotel. This is The Leap, and I'm here with Lisa from Green Grocer. Um, so I think we're going to move on from our yes. Vero. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> exactly. um, so I, I wanted to, I feel like you guys, we, we just touched on this a little bit earlier, but I feel like you have this incredible, loyal customer base, and people would die for that. You know, I, I feel like that's everyone's small business dream, right? To have a ridiculously loyal customer base. Um, so how did you guys achieve that? Um, well, 24 years in the making, but, um, (laughs) I really, I really think that it is our, our, you know, aside from sourcing amazing food from great suppliers, it's, um, customer service is number one for us. We we just really do whatever we need to do to make it right. If we make a mistake, we'll fix it. Um, no questions asked really. So, um, you know, we've just, we've built, like I said, it's like a little family, like our little WGG fam. It's, I feel like, um, I mean, we talk to people all day long, our customers or our potential customers, um, and building that relationship, just being able to say, Hey, and you know, sharing things like I'll share something I see with one of our customers when I know like that's one of their interests. And, and it's just, I think it's just, you know, basic communication right i mean so when your customers are kind of interacting with you guys is it like i love the boxes or like i would love to see x y and z in the box next week or yeah i mean um yeah i mean now we have we have our farm boxes so we have um an all local box we have a 100 percent organic box and we have a mixed box and then we have um uh build your own box option which is really popular and you know kind of like a must-have in this day and age uh where you just you don't have to commit to any certain box you just add whatever you want and i mean if you need 10 gallons of milk we'll bring it to you (laughs) (laughs) um how how, like uh, compared to you know previous years like how 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 does that do do most people buy like pre the pre we have the so like the our like the local box and the uh-huh. yeah organic so box. local and organic are the number one boxes. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and then like what percentage of your customers you see building like their own boxes? Uh, we're probably like creeping up to about forty percent, and wow. that's just like a you know it's a lifestyle we all lead. You know, you need what you need, yeah. and sometimes you don't really. And we're super flexible, so like if you want, if we you do want to get our regular box, but uh, like one of our local boxes, but you're kind of tired of the black spanish radishes 
then you just sub them out for right. something else. And you can get something from our organic box. It doesn't have to be from the local box. So. Yeah. I think one of the nice things about getting a box where you like aren't picking everything out is that it kind of makes you get creative with what's in the box. Right. Exactly. Um, we hear that a lot. Like people are always sending us emails like, this is so great. You know, it's made me like expand my cooking repertoire by a million. And, you know, it was like broccoli and and green beans and now I'm like making all of these different things and you know. yeah I feel like anytime Sheila is kind of the main cook in our house and and she um anytime that she you know is like we don't really have anything here she's like I mean I could try with like these couple things we have here <laughs> and it ends up turning out to be like the best meal that we right. like had that yeah. whole week so yeah it's, and everybody I mean it's kind of fun to you know and challenging and it's also like a challenge to like use everything in the box even I'm like all right, this week, I'm, oh, I've got that butternut squash staring me down, you know, I'm going to cook it. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I mean, you wind up eating really well if you can get through the box. But, you know, if you can't and you have to scale it back, you know, for, with us, we just, you know, just say like, ah, eh, I don't want the box this week. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I was, I was just wondering, was there ever a time um, in the company's like history that you know because dc's a pretty transient place Very, yeah 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 it is so it is, a, it is something that you know deal that yeah, we deal with as far as like you know keeping your customers and like, yeah and all of that but would you say it's less now than it was like say five years ago or do you feel like it's um or or, or i guess are you not able to tell because it's like someone can order a box one week but then they could also since there's like nine zillion companies now exactly. they could be trying someone else out yes. versus like maybe you would have thought they moved or something yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. in all days like where'd they go yeah. well actually it's amazing like so many of our customers you know if they do cancel they're like oh you know we're moving you know we've loved you guys so much it's going to be one of the main things we miss about you know D- living in dc and do you guys know of anyone that does something like you do in you know chicago or wherever they're going and um so we do hear a lot about when people leave, like why they're leaving. And, but now we also hear a lot like, oh, we don't see somebody for a while. And then we see them again. They're like, yeah, we were trying some other things. We're back. Right. They're like, yeah. yeah. Here, they went here. somewhere else and got yeah. shitty produce. So they or, were like, oh, yeah. here we are again. Or they're just <laughs> missing that, you know that our love <laughs> yes 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 um you know I, I i was telling you about this earlier but one of the one of the things i love about your company is that kind of like when you grow your suppliers grow and that's got to be such an awesome feeling for you yeah um, it is so, and so how, like how do you you know kind of what's it like to build that supplier relationship um because you're working with producers, you're working with, I mean, are people making things like exclusively from for Green Grocery right now or? No, we haven't gone there yet. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean. People we, are growing like specific, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, lots we've th- for We've you. thought about, yeah, contract growing yeah. and um, and it's hard. It's really hard for the farmers to commit to that. And we would only really do that with a couple of um, partners like Tuscarora, people that we've like, built a relationship with so long that we know that it you know we're both in the same understanding of this is like a completely trial type of thing and it's very fluctuating um so but in that respect there's so many there's there's you know so many opportunities for smaller growers to grow you know we can say like hey 
you guys, we can get, you know, tons of tomatoes and corn and, you know, all the basics in the, in the summer and the season. How about growing some of this? You know, we'll buy it. Just grow it. Yeah. We will buy it and right. we will, you know, sell it. And, and do you and feel like it's, it's like an, it takes a while to for the, have them be like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we found that too. When yeah. We and then to they do, of... and then they're really successful, right. and then everybody else is like, "I want to buy it too." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, but you know, it's it's great. It's all about like the name of the game is like you know supporting each other and and um, yeah, and like like you said, you know, we were like invoice one for you guys, and we've been invoice one for a lot of people in the area, and like that makes us so happy and. It's like uh, heart wrenching when we get that email and say, "Hey, you guys, it's been awesome working yeah. with you, but it's not, you know, we're we're closing up shop or something." It's like, "Oh my gosh, we take that so to heart because we know the hard work that it goes takes into it." Yeah, to, like bringing something to yeah. market and. So are you? You're like kind of always looking for for new products and stuff. Always, yeah. yeah. I mean, because because I think, you know. I think I might have emailed you first before that that time. Yeah, right. I think I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I always see that you're on like the heartbeat. Like you're when something new comes out, I feel like you guys right soon thereafter. Well, like, yeah, and I mean, the thing too is like we're not out there to make you know. I mean, we're not like, oh, hey, we can bring your cat litter also. You know, we're just yeah. like, <laughs> I really we do put a lot of the the, the word curate is way overused and. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we do put tons of thought and energy and focus into finding products that we really think will, A, fill a need for our customers and that they'll love. And that they'll be like, wow, this is cool. I didn't know you guys had this. And you guys do a great job with it. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about some advice or tips that you'd give someone trying to start a small business business especially um you know now i feel like you have some expertise in in if someone was thinking about doing that starting a small business kind of like in a a more crowded category Um, like what advice would you would you give people um my advice would uh, first and foremost is like stay scalable make sure that you can like scale up if you need to or pull it back when i mean especially around here like you say like seasonality i mean wow august hits you know and a lot of people aren't here and and your business slows down you know and right. like food business it's like you know fashion you got to be ahead of the thinking ahead of the curve but also you have you can't um you can't go too overboard you have to make sure that you can fill all the needs but not put yourself right yeah behind the eight ball yeah i'm always like go at your go at your your pace, you know, yeah. like don't, you're going to ask. That's what I, I think. I mean, there's us, you know, when we started and I think, I mean, really it was like a, a blessing because we, there was, it was before like the whole startup community or the startup uh, model. And so we, you know, we like see cat a motorcycle. I sold that. We got a used car to deliver yeah. in, you know, <laughs> we were just like making it work, bootstrapping and um we're still we're still doing that Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. and um and you know so you just like what it has to all work and there's no worse feeling than being like beholden to like oh my gosh right i gotta i got i gotta do something yeah. and 
I'm getting crushed by competition or I feel like nowadays in, in the startup world it's there's so much pressure to like do more and be more and get right. investment and you know right. and, and then um, I think a, like the authenticity kind of like wanes when that happens like a you know you're you gotta like put it all out there and you know you gotta talk to your team and you gotta da 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 yeah instead of just being like yeah you know <laughs> Sarah and Sheila making pickles yep. doing the best we can and we're crushing it you know yeah it's been it's been really nice to grow the business that way although yeah. I, I do I do feel pressure at times to, oh yeah there's tons of pressure to, but you kind of have to, to just do say more. like where do we want to go with this right what's the long term yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so I'm you know, it's so everyone that I've kind of had on the show thus far, it's like, you know, they, they're a couple years in or 10 years in. So I'm like, oh, what's your next five year to 10 year plan? You know, and you guys already got 25 <laughs> years behind you. But like, what's next for Green Grocer? Um, so I think that we're, you know, I mean, pretty much next is happening right now. Like yeah. we're just going to just keep being us and, you know, seeing like the Amazon shakedown of all the biggest, you know, the how that all happens. And and um, luckily, we love what we do so much that we can just like keep on keeping on, and we're like completely at a great place right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. which is is great. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I mean, as far as like what things that we might add and things like that, you know, we have meal kits. We'll probably like boost them up a little bit, but really, we just want people to cook. So we want to get them to like have the great ingredients and have some fun guidance and and get excited about cooking you know and not so much having like opening little things to like dose out you know yeah here's my teaspoon of whatever and I feel like you do such a great job at that I mean you know the other day I was just watching you like behind the scenes making a bird and you know it was just like all lovely I'm like how is she doing this so, like does she have her phone like above the bird is like how, how yeah. is she doing this I step by like step stuffing it with one hand that's kind of tricky but it worked it did work it looked yeah. really really it good, good. well we're so excited about you guys and we can't wait to see what you guys do next or what thanks. you continue doing um, so thanks so much for being on the show today oh, I've loved it thanks for having me Sarah Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Thank you.